Welcome to the Ancient Way Podcast, where we discuss what it looks like to live as a Gentile following a Jewish Messiah. Put simply, we want to help others rediscover an ancient way by embracing the Jewishness of Jesus. We're glad you're here. Jim, so good to see you again. Ah, great to see you. Always good. Always a pleasure. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the Sabbath and intro uh, just a, a series of conversations between Jim and I uh, about how we stumbled into the Sabbath. Uh, but first of all, uh, why should you Sabbath? Um, for many of us, this may be a foreign word to our Western culture. Uh, we're used to going all the time, uh, week after week, day after day. There's always something to do. And so when we discovered and really kind of stumbled into this idea of Sabbath, um, the question for us was, how do we like break free from this way that we're just flying by the seat of our pants? How do we cultivate a lifestyle that enriches our soul and deepens our love for God? And what we really discovered is that there's this ancient practice rooted in scripture that we'll talk about today that has been here right before our eyes as, as we're reading the Bible that we just never really connected with. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like for us. What does the Bible say about the Sabbath? And uh, go from there. Um, Jim, uh, I know we're not going to go too deeply into our experiences today, uh, but both of us have uh, similar but slightly different ways that we just kind of stumbled into the Sabbath. For me, I read a book about the Sabbath, and it just kind of uh, leapt off of the page where my wife and my family, uh, we just decided, hey, we're going to try this. And that led to, you know, six to seven year journey uh, with where we are now. And for you, I know you had a similar but different experience. Um, if you want to share just briefly what that was for you. Sure, sure. So, um, you know, I was raised in the Catholic Church. Uh, somewhere around when I was 17, I was uh, introduced to uh, a born-again experience, a, a more personal relationship with Jesus Christ than I had previously known was available and uh, flourished there. Lived pretty much in the New Testament, um, going back to the Old Testament just for informational, but not really embracing it all that much. And as I became a more mature Christian, I realized how significant the Old Testament was. And uh, when he takes such care to just say, this day, don't give me another day, that day is the day I consider holy. In fact, I'm going to double your provision in the wilderness on Friday so that you don't, mm. out of actual need, have to violate this Sabbath. I, he himself protected it. And I thought, this sounds a lot more significant than I have actually, you know, because I was, was, you know, I... I was raised in a tradition where we didn't work on Sundays and we did go to church and there was a family day. And um, to think that God was saying Saturday was it and that somebody else decided, yeah, well, he can have Sunday instead. Um, uh, I started looking into it more and then I wound up, um, one of my friends became a Messianic Christian. And, you know, so there's Messianic Jews who are actual Jews who come to believe that Yeshua was the Messiah and they, they enter into the kingdom by way of Judaism, retaining their Judaism, only adding to the, the, it that they found the Messiah. From a Christian perspective, 
I've actually embraced a lot of Jewish ways because the God mm. who called me, who sent the Messiah, was actually the author of all things Hebrew. So, um, that's awesome. I, I went. Thank you. Uh, well, thank him. But uh, we, I went to a Sukkot, so like an eight-day festival you have in the fall, and um, I was so moved by the community of belief, this mixture of believing Jews and Christians who had come to respect and embrace their Jewish roots. It just felt so aligned with scripture like i felt like this is what it was supposed to be this this union of uh jew and gentile under the headship of jesus christ that i said that's it i just it was 2014 uh sukkot you know so that that uh, october in 2014 i started becoming sabbath observant my wife thought I was out of my mind <laughs> and um she tried it with me she felt like she was on timeout didn't go for it Oh man. And I did too, actually. Um, but I have come to love it. It's just been the biggest blessing. I, I have had a very hard driving week and I am so looking forward <laughs> to shut I me. Mean, uh, I know we're not going to get involved in the details, but we start, right. you, you know, so John, you, you, you are more, way more traditional than me. I'm way more a Gentile in the Jewish world. Um, we start with communion with, so we don't actually oh, do the it. kiddish. But we actually do. We start with a glass of wine and matzah, right. and we, um, we, we start with communion, and then we sit down out front in what I'd like to refer to as the garden, uh, yeah. that little setting that we have there. We sit down in, in, there and have a glass of wine, and it's, it's, it's the switch that flips off the week and flips on the rest. And um, that has been gorgeous. It's That's really... Awesome changed my week um there are times where i really want to get things done but to tell you the truth <laughs> I, I just honor it and uh that's so good that that's that's pretty much how i came that's to great it. i mean that that same thing you're describing i mean we experience that every friday night in our family like our kids look forward to shabbat as well and it's nice. like it it anchors the entire week now that we've been doing this for a few years and it nice. it's like maybe hard to understand until you have actually tried it. So for, for people who may not have have Sabbath before or like intentionally set aside that time, this may sound a little foreign, but um, what I'm really hoping as we continue this conversation over a few episodes that we'll get into some of the nuance of like how we like tried certain things and let some others go and what yes. that looks like, because it's definitely a journey, right? You're, you're talking about 2014. So it's been what, nine years now for yeah. you that you've yes. been sabbathing yes. and for us it was 2016 so we're right at yeah seven years so i'm excited over the coming weeks to get into that um so stick around uh for future episodes uh today however what we're gonna kind of center around is really what does the bible say about the sabbath um for many of us like we mentioned before uh we just may not be familiar with it mm -hmm. and for me, when I started thinking about this, um, you know, there are more, uh, you know, things or uh, traditional things that my family does. One of the things that we do is we read a passage from Genesis 1 and 2 every single Friday. And I think this is a good place to start um, because here we are. Uh, we all most likely know the creation story. So we have this divine creator God who has created the entire world 
and everything in it out of nothing just by the power of his words. And he's done this over a six-day period. And it's fascinating that before the, the law was given to Moses on Mount Sinai, before the Israelites became a nation, God, in his first act of creation, is intentionally saying, here is the seventh day. I am all-powerful. I can do anything. I don't need to rest. But I believe out of his love for us as, his, as humanity, as his children, he sets an example for us to follow in resting on the seventh day. And so Amen. in Genesis 2-3, I'll read this. It says, God blessed the seventh day and he separated it as holy. He set it apart because on that day, God rested from all his work, which he had created so that it itself could produce. and. There's so much like packed in here that mm -hmm. I just love. Um, one is he's intentionally saying this day is different. It's set yes. apart. Um, right. The word here that you might read in your version of, of the Bible might say holy. And that literally is just a, a way to say that it's, it's set apart. It's sure. in one sense set apart for God. And I love that. Um, May, may I interrupt you here, please? Yeah, interrupt me. What you just said is exactly why I observe Shabbat. It is a hundred percent. When I read that, and I said, "Yeah, but I do Sunday because that's how I was raised," you know, like tradition. And uh, I looked at that, and he said he set this day aside because he wanted that day. When did we get the idea that we'd say, "Yeah, you, you know, it's like Bonquiqui. You could have a Coke." It's like no, <laughs> I, 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 and this one really troubled me. And did, uh, honestly, for about 10 years, I just never acted on it, but it bothered me. And then um, as I become more and more aware of the Hebrew roots, I just couldn't deny, I couldn't defy this verse. And that's the verse that pushed me over the edge why I had to do it. So that verse is particularly meaningful to me. That's great. I mean, this might be a little bit of a tangent, but for a lot of people, I know uh, when I first stumbled into the Sabbath, I always thought of Sunday as the seventh day. And a lot of people hearing this might think the same thing. And I'm not trying to like necessarily nitpick on this, but I think it's worth mentioning that when you, when you look at ancient tradition in when the seventh day was observed, it has historically been on Saturday, not True. Sunday. Yes. And that was something that I didn't discover until like later after we yeah, started yeah. Sabbathing. Yes. And what was fascinating for me, uh, trying not to get into the, the details here, but we tried Sabbathing on, on Sunday and Saturday, and that might work for some people, but we just continually felt drawn to Saturday, um, which is just fascinating to me, uh, having done this for seven years. You know, John, Sunday is the venerable day of the sun. I mean, you can say, that's what I was raised. I'm comfortable. I do Sabbath, you know, okay, fine. We're not here to arm wrestle with anybody. But it's the venerable day of the sun, and the living God of Israel, uh, of, of every Christian, Yahweh, the Most High, Father God, I don't care what you call him, he said, this day is the day. Mm. And we say, yeah, but um, we like Sunday better. It's like the day that honors the God that the entire pagan world worship. We want to honor that day. And that's the, that's the other like, facet of this diamond that, of a verse that got me i said and the day i'm picking mm -hmm. is the venerable day of the sun fabulous well, what's next you know 
<laughs> like these, these are the things that troubled me to the point and uh, brought me to a place where I would embrace Shabbat. Mm, that's so good. Now, you, you just said the word Shabbat, and I think it's worth explaining this. So okay. in the verse that we just read, uh, there's a passage where it says, on that day, God rested from all his work. And when you look at the actual Hebrew word for rested, it's actually Shabbat. And so yes. this is where we get the word Sabbath from, which yes. more of us are going to be familiar with. Shabbat may feel a little foreign because we don't often speak Hebrew. Um, but I find this like it just really stands out to me because it really defines the day. So the word Shabbat literally means to cease or to stop. And we could probably unpack just that. Like, what do you cease or stop from? Um, but this is where we get the word Shabbat. And when I, when I hear this, you know, it's very easy for some people maybe to get into uh, feeling like, well, there's just a bunch of rules and legalism around this idea of stopping. Uh, but for me, what really stands out having done this for a while is that the Sabbath is really a gift from God. Yes. He's, he's saying he knows what we need. He knows that we need to stop and to rest and to have a chance to just replenish our souls as we uh, are intentional about how we handle that day. And that's something that's been, uh, over time as we've done it, something that's just been really good. So, you know, um, I'm trying to learn Spanish, and it's like the word for Saturday is Sabbath. Like, so for, yeah, what's, for the, Latin yeah, what's cultures, the Spanish word? Um, el sábado, but it 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 translates to it. If you say the word for Sabbath, they'll say el sábado. If you say what's Saturday, el sábado, it's the same word. Oh wow! And it's like it's, what's really interesting about that is. Latin culture historically was largely um, steeped in Catholicism who practiced Sabbath habits on Sunday. But every, they, every time they said, what are you doing Saturday? They're saying, what are you doing on the Sabbath? Wow. And, uh, obviously in, in Spanish, it's large, you know, there, there's contextual inferences. No one's really thinking that they're saying, what are you doing on the Sabbath? They're saying, what are you doing right. on Saturday? But their mouths are uttering, what are you doing on the Sabbath? And I thought, wow, it's like right there, right in your face. That's crazy. I never realized that. That yeah. makes me wonder now. I'm not going to look it up, but I want to know how many other languages have a similar theme where it's, it's literally referencing the word Sabbath. In, in French, it's not that way. It's, it's Sunday would be Saturday, mm. but it, it, I don't believe there's a correlation. That's but, fascinating. Um, I I just thought it was ironic that the truth, like so. so this is really a non sequitur. But so if you if if um, Hebrews will generally not pronounce the official name of God, and heaven knows we may, we may not even know the proper way to say it. But Yahweh is actually breath. Like the Yah is like an uh, an inhale, and the Way is like the exhale, and it's like. A, the first thing that comes out of a human being is the name of God as they as mm. they get their butt slapped and suddenly they take that gasp <laughs> and they say they utter uh, wow. an, an approximation of his name is the friend you know biblically speaking we were created with the breath of God and our first breath utters his name and um, you know loosely let's say 
but here we are in a Spanish speaking world, uh, they're actually referring to it for what it actually is, like rec recognize it or not, know it or not, they're still saying, uh, does a little baby know it's uttering the name of God? No, but it is. And uh, That's do we, amazing. did they say, does anyone registering, what are you doing this Saturday? But there was, and what are we doing this, this Sabbath? Yeah, they don't know, but they are. Wow. Yeah, they're still speaking it. That's amazing. That's so good. <laughs> it's neither here nor there, but I, yeah, it's I love kind it. of interesting to watch life unfold. It's so great. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty other other things like that that we just don't know because we don't speak a specific language. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Well, the the second thing I wanted to bring us to is so we talked about Genesis, right? The first time that God mentions the Sabbath is in the first chapter of the Bible. And I find it interesting here where he doesn't really say how to do it. He just says, stop working. It's set apart. It's different than all the other days and to rest. Um, there's another time that we read about the Sabbath in scripture, and it's in when God gives the, the Ten Commandments to Moses on the mm -hmm. mountain uh, in Exodus 28 through 11. And what I find fascinating about this is there's actually more words devoted to the, the command to Sabbath than any of the other nine commandments. Um, so that's interesting. Wow. So I'm going to read it here. It says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. You are to work mm -hmm. six days and do all of your work. But the seventh day is a Shabbat to Adonai, your God. In it, you shall not do any work, not you, your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your cattle, nor the outsider that's in your gates. For in six days, Adonai made heaven and earth, the sea and all that's in them, and rested on the seventh day. Thus, Adonai blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. Mm. So I find it so fascinating here, just the, the amount of breadth that's covered in this verse. Yes. So he's not just saying, you know, just for you, but he's, very, he's clarifying basically anyone in your city, anyone in your household, including your animals, like it's a Shabbat. It's a, it's a time to stop working. And you shouldn't do any ordinary work. Hmm. And so here we find, like we mentioned before, like God created us as humans. He knows that we need a day to rest. And so at the beginning of time, and then he reiterates it again in the, in the commandments that he's giving us a rhythm for life, um, for all of his creation, including the animals. Uh, and then it, because he knows we need it. Yeah. You know what I, what I see in this? It's um, so did God need to rest? Well, no, he's God. Was he just setting uh, an example? I don't think so. I think, you know, again, now we're, now we're into personal opinion. I, I will preface it with that. I think God is so about the beauty and the wonder of life. Like he didn't, he didn't give us nutritional items. He gave us taste buds that could really enjoy food and be made strong because of it, making wise choices with food. But he's all about the beauty of life. Mm. And so when I see God choosing to Sabbath after six days of creating the universe, I see it's because he understands how to live and rest was part of the beauty of the life he designed. So did he need the sleep? No, no, no. Did he relish in a life worth living? Yes, even him choosing to enjoy the beauty of rest. That's and, so good. And so typical of his heart. 
everyone gets this. Even the animals, everyone gets this moment of beauty. Right. And um, I think to perceive, you know, again, when I first started practicing Shabbat, I felt like I was on timeout. I was hating it, <laughs> hating it. But um, now I realize it's part of the beauty of life. Mm. And, um, and how did I get there? By conforming my life to his word. Instead of trying to conform some religious structure to my life, I went right. the right way, the way that is worship, where his word was going to contradict my opinion, and I was going to line up with it, only to discover I was finding beauty, I was finding fullness in this thing I thought I was losing, which is wow. so typical of him. That's so good. That, that's why I like, like in my mind, I, I think of the Sabbath as a gift, right? It we. Is. We, we may not initially see all of the, the reasons that make it a gift because we don't like to slow down or it might feel a little <laughs> weird or awkward trying to do it. Um, for me, Jim, my, my experience was kind of the opposite of you because I'm so used to just going and driving really hard through the week to get stuff done. The first time we Sabbath, it, it was, it's like the first time I feel like I completely disconnected from everything. Nice. We put our phones up. I was present with my wife and nice. I only had one kid at the time. And man, it, it just made me aware at how, like, it was like 2 PM. I think when I looked at the clock and it felt like an entire day had gone by wow. like, and we had really lived it and embraced it. And then we still had more time available because mm. of God's goodness yes, and yes, yes. saying, Hey, here's, here's a day where I want you to meet with me. Yes. It was so good. I think it's a, it's another good reminder, like speaking of just being busy all the time, that like when you look at the Israelites, they were slaves in Egypt. And so in one sense, too, God's God's saying you're not cogs in a machine. You're not a slave to the system of the world. And in stopping that day, it's a chance for us to also live that out where we're saying, God, we trust you the same way that you provided for the Israelites in the desert with manna. Like you're going to give us everything we need. And so we don't have to, we don't have to work on this other day because we're trusting that God's going to provide. And I don't know, just, you know, I think we say it in one of our subsequent, um, uh, uh um, episodes that, um, there's a group of people who outlive most of the standards by about 10 mm -hmm. years. And that would be the seventh day Adventists. And right, if you yeah. added up the Saturdays, of a typical lifespan, it winds up being 10 years. Wow. So while they have backed up from life in literal worship and a preference to God's ways to their own, they get it back, statistically speaking. Uh, generally speaking, they live outlive other people by 10 years. And wow. It, it's almost like, um, you know, so the, the Israel went into bondage with Nebuchadnezzar 70 years, a year for every uh, jubilee. The, the Sabbath of Sabbaths that they refused to give the land God imposed upon them in bondage. And uh, which would be the other verse, which kind of encouraged me to realize how seriously he took it. But you look at these seven day Adventists, you know, which I, I, I'm not a seven day Adventist. Um, however, I'm really impressed. You got all those 10 years back. Right. You gave up something in worship and you got it back. Wow. That's impressive. So good. Yeah, yeah. So this well, I'm quoting John Comer in uh, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Um, if if 
<laughs> I'm believing his statistics. <laughs> he cites yeah. his, his sources, but uh, he's the one from whom I learned it. Which is a, a book that's worth reading. And and what I'm what I'm hearing, Jim, is if you want to live longer, you should consider Sabbathing. Yeah. So you heard it here. Go read read the book, Ruthless well, Elimination of Hurry. They say people who commute, I mean, the brutal New York City commute or anything in Miami, um, you will typically live 10 years less than your average person because it is so stressful to commute that way twice a day, every day for yeah. five days in a row <laughs> for your entire working life. This is the flip side of that. You get 10 years extra because you learned how to stop. Yep. It's so true. Now, you mentioned John Mark Comer. Um, one of the things, Jim, we, we've just kind of had conversations about is around uh, the idea of being intentional around the Sabbath. Yes. And so tell, tell me what that looks like, like that idea of being intentional versus just, you know, is this just a day where I can, you know, do some chores around the house or coast through it? Is it yeah, How's and that, that kills me. That actually kills me a bit because I'm always aware of those little things. I just didn't have time. Like the, the handle on my door, office door needs to be fixed. Every Shabbat, it raises this nasty little head and encourages me to just, well, you know, man, it says not a day off. It's a day of rest. And uh, um, I have a daughter who lives out of town and she, she'll call me every Saturday, every Shabbat morning she calls and I sit and have uh, like... I go through a fairly extravagant process um, to make coffee. As you well know, it says probably uh, you outdo me there, but still I, it's fairly, you know, I'm grinding beans and all that stuff. And Shabbat, I don't, I make it right now. I'm on my stove is steeping a pot of tea that will steep all night long. And then tomorrow I'll wake up, tea is ready. I have a brand muffin from Whole Foods and I, I just wake up and breakfast is done nice. shortly after. As I'm finishing that, the phone rings and I spend, um, often two hours on the phone with my daughter and then we just I'll uh but you know my so my wife and I will often take a bike ride but we're not we're not burning calories we're just taking a leisurely uh bike stroll through the neighborhood and and come home just it just couldn't be more pleasant if we tried um that's pretty and and i i we used to i on in 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 full disclosure i'm been remiss in this we used to cook ahead of time so breakfast lunch and dinner we we understood the menu by wednesday it was made (laughs) it was nukable or shove in the ovenable like it was just very easy to eat well to literally to dine and um i've been we've been a little remiss there to tell you the truth but it's the day is still a gentle day and uh, the intentionality comes with preparing to have totally. that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that was the thing that stood out for us too is the fact that we knew we didn't want to work. Well, then you have to ask all the questions that you're saying. Well, what is rest? How? What am I going to eat? Am I going to cook? What do we have to prepare? And I think that that act of intentionality is really what what shifts your perspective because it's so easy when you don't prepare and you're not intentional to just kind of coast through it. And before you even realize it, it's not, it's not real rest. So that idea of being intentional makes a huge difference. No question. You, you could have a restful day that isn't exactly rest. And with the intentionality, you get a day of rest. Totally. Um, I I probably need to get tighter there. (laughs) We, 
I've done some idiotic things too. We, we've talked about this. I, I've gone to a restaurant that's really busy, so it didn't make a difference if I was there or not to the people who were working. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that anymore. But um, as I said, this is, and and you know what? That's exactly why we're here to lay it out. What worked? What didn't? What was smart? What was just idiotic? Yes. Uh, how could I have my way and call it Sabbath <laughs> anyway? You know, uh, and it, so we're, that's why it's our raison d'etre. It's why we're here because people would have a much easier time embracing this if they can learn from our mistakes. Totally. I think, I think this is a good segue as we start to wrap up this episode is that it, it can be easy to lean into this idea. Well, you have to get it just right and you have to be perfect. And really, it's this idea of law versus with versus grace. And I think that's important for us to acknowledge and end with is that there isn't a, a right way to, to Sabbath. And if you're so focused on getting the minutiae right, you might be missing the point of this amazing gift God has given us in a day Amen. to rest. Yep. yep. So we'll I'm sure we'll get into more of this as we talk about how a Jewish person may observe the Sabbath versus us as Gentiles. But I think there's, uh, as we're talking about in this Ancient Way podcast, a rich legacy rooted in Hebrew soil that I think we can learn from that can fill us up and uh, just help us find a better way to live as we're following our Messiah. Well, what you can look forward to in the coming episodes, uh, Jim and I are just going to continue to talk through our experiences with the Sabbath, like you mentioned, um, what, what things that we tried, uh, what, what do we actually do? Uh, the way that Jim and I both start Shabbat is, is different. Um, and this may be beneficial to you. We'll talk yeah, about yeah. things we don't do uh, and things we really just kind of learned maybe a little yes. bit the hard way. Yeah, um, yeah. often we'll, the hard way. Yeah, talk through times. Uh, Kiddush, something that my family does. So Stick around, and uh, I'm sure we'll continue to have just a really good conversation. And True. Uh, we're we're glad you're here participating yes, in it with yes. us. I'd like to I'd like to offer a spoiler alert. Uh, John and I are perhaps bookends, and by that I mean polar opposites. And <laughs> in our and John is always going to be the more traditional one. The one. The one more aligned me i'm a gentile and uh it's i'm trying to find how do i do this retaining my gentile persuasion but at the end of the day what we do is very compatible we've even shared shabbat and not stepped on each other's toes because we know it's a it's a work of grace and joy not a one of law yes and uh you know i say this specifically to invite any of the listeners who want to try it find your way you know, Yahweh, our Father, our Father God is going to lead you, and and uh, you may align with us, you may not, but it's it's just a glorious process. Mm. And we that's one thing we will cover, like, the grace versus law, and that's going to be a very critical thing to, uh, to receive here. But um, get ready for John being right and me being, <laughs> me being the Gentile version. So... Uh, I love it. it Th this, I think, is what's what's so great, right? Because there's so many different expressions in in God's kingdom, and yep. you get to participate in that firsthand. And yep. I love it, Jim. The way that you keep the Sabbath, it I love it. it. It teaches me something every time we talk about it to not take things so seriously. And 
things that, that have filled me up that are more maybe traditional, you know, we've been able to have good conversations. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, it's been great. Have a lovely awesome. week. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Ancient Way podcast, where our work is made possible by generous supporters like you. To find more podcasts and free resources, we invite you to visit theancientway.org. See you next time.